Hi, friends. Welcome to the Get Off Your Affirmation podcast. I'm Leona Evans, and I'm here today, as always, with my son and co-host, Matthew J. Evans. Hi, it's great to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. All the things that we're going to be talking about today are really interesting. I'm uh, excited to get into it. I am, too. Uh, And one of the reasons it's so exciting for me is because we're going to be talking about one of not only Unity's greatest teachers, but a mentor for me. And his name is Eric Butterworth. So today, we're going to share some of the wisdom of Eric Butterworth, who has been one of my most influential teachers and I was so deeply honored when he invited me to New York to speak at Avery Fisher Hall in Lincoln Center, where he had his ministry for so many years. What an incredible experience that was to know that the unity message was being heard by thousands of people every week. Very, very exciting time. Now, Eric is considered a legend and a spiritual icon in the Unity movement. He's an author of 16 best-selling books on metaphysical spirituality. Eric was a gifted theologian, philosopher, and lecturer. And for over 50 years, he helped thousands of people to help themselves to a more abundant life by the study and application of our Unity principles. He had the most wonderful ability to take the most complex metaphysical teachings and articulate them in simple sound bites of awareness. Eric wrote hundreds of essays, and he's been referred to as the 20th century Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yeah, such an inspiring writer. He was born in Winnipeg, Canada in 1916, and after college, he began training for the ministry at Unity Village, Missouri. He left to join the Army and, as a lieutenant in the Medical Corps, trained medical personnel and also served as a chaplain and counselor. After the war, he returned to his ministerial studies and graduated from the Unity Ministerial School. Eric established three powerful ministries during his time in the field. The first was in Pittsburgh. He then moved to Detroit, where his teachings and his popularity resulted in the building of the Detroit Unity Temple, the largest unity church at that time. And in 1961, Eric began his ministry in New York City. He lectured every Sunday at Carnegie Hall, then Town Hall, and since 1976, Avery Fisher Hall, where the weekly attendance grew to several thousand. Eric was the first Unity minister to appear on the Oprah Winfrey Show, and speaking about his most popular book, Discover the Power Within You, she said, "'This book changed my perspective on life and religion.'" Eric Butterworth teaches that God isn't up there. God exists inside each one of us, and it's up to us to seek the divine within. Eric passed away in 2003 at the age of 87. So we're going to go over some quotes. I think the things to watch for are Eric's clarity, the way he describes things, the way he contrasts our current state of mind with what is possible for us, 
And I hope you enjoy uh, a bit of a treasure chest of Eric Butterworth. The first quote is this. Eric says, Your mind is your kingdom. It has no boundaries. The free flow of ideas and creativity is your inheritance. It is a wellspring that is inexhaustible. Let me read that again. Your mind is your kingdom. It has no boundaries. The free flow of ideas and creativity is your inheritance. It's a wellspring that is inexhaustible. What do you get out of that, Matthew? That's really, it's inspiring. It's its sort of saying, you know, within your mind, within your imagination, within what you can vision for yourself, uh, you you have no limitations. There, there's there's no boundaries. So you can, you can create whatever it is that you want to see for yourself in your mind. Uh, and then, you know, ideally, hopefully find ways to make that uh, realized, you know. Uh, very good points. For me, what this says is the free flow of ideas and creativity start from within us. Mm. And we think, many of us think, that there are creative people out there, but we're not one of them. And so if we want to make a success out of ourselves, we have to look to people who are successful and emulate their ways and emulate their ideas. Because in the outer world, the idea of success is worldly things, the accumulation of worldly things. But Eric is saying our mind is our kingdom and it has no boundaries. And in truth, if we would just take a few moments and stop looking out there to generate inspiration, and we look inside of ourselves, and we sit in the quiet and the silence and give it time, there will be ideas that come from inside ourselves. There will be our own unique expression of those ideas because inside of us, in our mind, is where all ideas reside. And they are available to us, not in the form of things, eventually in the form of things, but in the form of ideas. And when we hold them in our mind, there's no limit to what we can create, uh, what we can dream of, what we can put into practice that will benefit us greatly, where we can find our talents and skills that are inherent within us. It is truly a kingdom, and it has no boundaries. Just want to share a little bit about a wonderful philosopher psychologist named Viktor Frankl. He wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning about his experiences in concentration camps in World War II. And it turned out that he was a friend to the German guards because the guards knew that if one of the prisoners was at the brink of death, 
or was so discouraged that they had no more hope, they would call Viktor Frankl in to talk to the prisoner, to fill the prisoner with inspiration, because Viktor Frankl believed that there was no limit to our mind, and he told all of the prisoners, he said, they can take away your clothes, they can take away your job, they can take away your family, they can take away almost everything, but they can never take away your mind. Never. Your mind belongs to you, and it can go anywhere in the world. And sometimes he would ask them where they wanted to go or what they wanted to eat and imagine themselves cooking it, and they could almost taste it because they had gone from the realm of hopelessness to the realm of all possibilities. And it was exciting for them. It was exciting, and it gave them the hope that he needed of course, Viktor Frankl wrote, wrote about it. He called his psychology logotherapy, logo meaning meaning and purpose. And his belief was when we are going through tragic times, we have to find the meaning in our lives. We have to find the purpose. We have to know that we're here for a reason and that if we focus on that reason, we can get through almost anything. It's it's so uh, it's so heart heart rending. I mean, when you were describing um, uh, Victor Frankl's experience, I remember reading the book um, several years ago. I should reread it for sure. Um, but you know, hearing that, you know, almost imagining you know, your favorite food, imagining where you want to be, you know, in the context of facing. So almost certain death, you know, it's a, uh, oh, you know, it's it's a lot, you know, it's a lot to try to maintain that. It is, um, unless you remember that no one can take your mind. Mm -hmm. That is the ray of hope in times like this, and it has provided a great deal of success for people. A great deal of people have survived because they kept their mind and they kept their hope. Why don't you read the second quote, Matthew? No matter where you are or what you may be, no matter how much you have lost or how little you have gained, no matter how far you may think yourself to be from the heights you have set for yourself or feel that God has set for you, the power to become is your divine inheritance. You can overcome. You can succeed. You can be healed if you believe in your divinity. Bless it. Act as if it were the real and true of you, and keep on in the effort to open a way whence the imprisoned splendor may escape. Yes, that's a beautiful quote, and the last line is taken from a poem by Robert Browning who also talked about opening out a way whence the imprisoned splendor within may escape. Thinkers throughout history have been talking about the beauty within us, the beauty that's inside of us that can only come forth when we open the way. So 
I like this idea. This has the overcoming power. It has the idea of remembering and believing in your divinity. Blessed, he says, act as if it were the real and true of you. That is the real and true of us. Instead of facing a problem and saying, I don't have the strength, the skill, or the knowledge to get past this. Another alternative, if you believe in your divinity, is to bless it, to act as if you had all that you needed inside of you, even though you might not have seen it yet, to heal and solve this problem. It is a very, very powerful tool to act as if you knew what to do and then wait for that message to come to you. The more you say, I can't, I'm lost, I'm too narrow, I don't have what it takes, the more mired you are in the impossible the more open you are to saying, somewhere within me is an answer. Somewhere within the spectrum of my consciousness, I will know what to do, and I will do it. I don't have to know now. I just have to know that it exists within me, and I await it with positive expectation. I love that. Something I noticed um, about the beginning of this quote um, was that it was referring a lot to how you might be seeing yourself uh, not meeting your own expectations Mm -hmm. um, and almost giving yourself an opportunity to reframe that to then be the goal for yourself, you know, instead of beating yourself up over, oh, I'm not there, you know, but then by the end of the quote, you can believe, oh, but I can get there. The potential to get to that place is is right there within me. Exactly. It's, It's really cool. Yes, it really is. Eric says... We should cultivate the silence, and when we're alone, the universe will talk to us in flashes of inspiration. And this is really important. He says, we do not have to learn anything. In fact, all we have to do is recollect it, for it is already within us as the reality of light. Now, why is that really, really important? Well, For thousands of years, educators, theologians have believed, you know, in mainstream or conservative religions that each of us is born as a blank slate, and the only thing we can learn is what is poured into us. And so, if that's the case, then we never have to look within because nothing's there unless it was put there. But there is another belief. There's the mystical tradition that has run alongside the popular beliefs for many, many years, and that says you were born with all the knowledge and the wisdom you need to unfold your divine potential. Now, does this mean we shouldn't go to school or become educated? No. What it means is that the storehouse of information is inside of us. 
in the form of ideas. And many of those ideas have not been manifested yet, but there is a part of us that can know things in ways that are decidedly different from being born as a blank slate. For example, in Mino, which is the name of a dialogue of Plato, who lived at least 400 years before the time of Jesus, he believed that we were all born with the divine ideas within us, that ideas unformed and unshaped contained power and energy that could work for us when we focused on them. He believed, because of this, that he could take a slave boy, Mino, and by asking him some artfully designed questions, Mino would demonstrate that he knew the basic principles of geometry. That's what we're talking about. When Eric says, we don't have to learn anything. In fact, all we have to do is recollect it. So what does that mean? How do we remember? Well, first of all, it's not like remembering where you put your keys. It's not, I forgot, now I'll go get them, I remember. It's listening to educators, to what you read, to what you see around you, and being able to connect with familiar concepts. Hmm, that sounds familiar to me. It doesn't mean you will know how to fix a toilet without having lessons, you know, although I'm sure that could happen. But the fact is, you would be a quick learner. You would be comfortable with what you were doing. You would understand that something is coming from inside of you as well as from outside of you, and you're able to take the information you're getting and build on it and come up with original thoughts. So when we cultivate the silence or go into a time of prayer or meditation, the universe will speak to us if we, our ego, our monkey mind, just give it some space. When we're alone and when we're in the silence, we are in the realm of all possibilities and pure potential. And that's where we know and we know that we know and then we give thanks. The next quote, Praying to God is actually a practice of the absence of God. The need is to return to principle, the one, and then pray from a consciousness of God. I love the way he phrases that. Praying to God is actually a practice of the absence of God. How do you understand that? Well, it's so interesting because it's 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 acknowledging that if you're praying to a God that's outside of yourself, you're 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 visioning that God is not within you mm-hmm. or is not a part of you. Yes, and so we have a tendency to make it difficult to communicate with God, and we don't know whether to flatter God, dear God, please hear my prayer, Um, all kinds of beseeching comments that give us the feeling that we're talking to somebody far away. 
And so when Eric is saying, pray from a consciousness of God, that's all about giving thanks. It's not asking for something that we don't have from someone far away from us, but it's giving thanks to the ever-present principle, the substance, the light, the intelligence, the love that is already within us. We pray by giving thanks. We pray from a consciousness of God. You know what, Matthew? I think we're out of time for today, and I would love it, see what you think, if we can take the rest of these quotes and do them on our next podcast. Yes, I would love that, because there is so much interesting material. Um, He was such a great writer. Um, He had so much amazing wisdom to offer, so definitely worth uh, even more time to get into all of it. Well, then let's do it. Sounds good. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Off Your Affirmation podcast. Please get in touch with us on our website, getoffyouraffirmation.com, or on our Facebook page. We look forward to hearing from you. Have a wonderful week. You deserve it.